Maybe I ought to eat your cornbread. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Everything Tastes Good. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. My name is Rod. <laughs> Let me actually try to introduce myself in your voice. Hello, everyone. I am Jet. I'm just fine. Wow. I'm fine. <laughs> you already started. We haven't even gotten to the food yet. Oh, you please. Are That's bullshit. what the people come for. They come for the shit show. <laughs> um, no, what's good, everybody? This is Jay Penn, and we are back for episode four. We back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hot as fuck outside, and I don't know why we thought it would be cute to do a episode where the food would be just as hot as the weather. But yeah, today we are going. You to don't be- have central air, do you? I don't. But even with central oh. air, it's just like it's unbearable. And then not the, in this kitchen. The power had the nerve to go out at two o'clock in the morning last night, so that was fine. I heard that you all are having sporadic power outages in the area. Yeah, they're sporadic, all right. Um, and they didn't come back on until like 4.30, so, you know, just Jesus. up hot and panting for two hours wasn't... I cannot sleep in the heat. I literally know. cannot sleep in the heat. There's been that dry heat here, and if I didn't know that I couldn't sleep in the heat before, I knew it last oh, you know night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I find it funny how we chose a hot-ass meal for a hot-ass week, and so this week we chose to make... Caribbean style food, specifically it jerk fits. chicken. It fits. Mm. It fits because it's spicy mm. and the weather is spicy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so did you make it? <laughs> did you make your chicken or did you go get it? No. So for all of those who have a listening ear, I purchased my chicken from my favorite jerk chicken spot, Lovebirds. Um, it's not a hole in the wall. But it is not a fancy joint either. It's kind of one of those, if you drive too fast, you're going to miss it. But this shit is so good. The flavors are amazing. Um, I got a small jerk chicken plate. And I got two sides, rice and cabbage. You know, try to be a little healthy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so delicious. I love, love birds, okay? And just listen to this. Huh? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Every week you bite into your food, yeah. it, it sounds drippy. I'm gonna need you to get your wet ass mouth together. Because <laughs> as sexy as you think that, that sound, it don't. It's whole videos out here, my good sir, about people chewing in a microphone that has millions of views. I could be next, and I don't watch them shits neither. So I could be the next microphone chewer. Well, seeing that you wouldn't have got your food. What other uh, jerk options do they have? They got jerk oxtail, they got plantain, like what else? All of it. Yes, all of it. One of my favorites on the menu ain't even jerk. It's beef patties. And I put my friend onto the beef patties. He told me he's now searching for beef patties in the land of California. So I've been okay. For beef patties uh, for the last 30 years. Of my, no, I'm just fine. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and they found the right beef patty yet. But that's Listen. neither here nor there. Um, your friend said he liked the beef patties? Love the beef. He loved this shit so much. He's like, I'm looking online right now, and I don't know who sells these beef patties. <laughs> um, it's so good. It's so I do the accent because he's from my. I see. So, uh, yeah, I love him to death. He speaks French. He hit me with my French. So I noticed you use one accent for all 
I really do. And that's also my English accent. And your so French be careful. accent. <laughs> your French doesn't make it and your African accents all run neck and neck. I'm just not as versed when it comes to languages. Uh-huh. And we'll just leave that there. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, I, the food is amazing. It's one of those mom and pop places. So customer services, you get what you get when you get there. But this trip. Is well, it? What about you? What's on the menu? Well, some went and ordered their food. Others slaved in the kitchen over a hot ass stove. And, well, come on, Mammy. You know? <laughs> no, I made an authentic ass recipe that I found on this website called. You is my daughter. <laughs> what, what movie was that? <laughs> what was that movie? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Remember where the lady, she's, uh, her daughter was mixed, but she wanted to pretend she was white. And so she. Uh, um, imitation of life? Imitation of life. Mm-hmm. You say imitation? I, said, I haven't heard it. No, sweetheart. I said imitation. Oh, that one. Uh-huh. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. Your food, yeah. what's going on? So I made mine from scratch off this recipe I found on this website called Cooking Classy. Um, mm-hmm. And it starts with like this marinade that you have to make and let the shit sit in overnight. And that what marinade. Let me tell you, this shit was no easy feat. Why the fuck are you getting jerk chicken recipes all cooking classy? Have you seen these people cook jerk? Have you seen these niggas sweat in the kitchen with these spices and shit? Okay. Listen. You got white folk jerk. I thought I was making an easy jerk recipe because the shit said cooking classy until my black ass got in the kitchen started sweating profusely. Okay. Mm, um, but yeah, you take the, <laughs> you get the chicken or whatever. Um, the marinade calls for green onions, garlic, ginger, habanero peppers, lime juice, oh, soy sauce, brown sugar, sugar, thyme leaves, like actual thyme leaves, um, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg, um, and black pepper. Um, so you create this marinade that they soak in, and then of course you cook the chicken the next day, and. Um, yeah. I will say, after all the, the, the strife that went into the recipe, the shit is pretty damn good. I ain't gonna Find give y'all a I ain't gonna give y'all a wet blow by blow like We need it. <laughs> we need it. You done done all that work, we deserve one good blow. That's why you ain't gonna know nobody right now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna keep nobody. That right there, uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. <laughs> That's that knock. <laughs> oh. Okay. No, but it's really good. Mm. It's um I think I let a few pieces cook too long. Hey, no, uh-uh. uh-uh. I ain't never seen no jerk to cook too long. Uh-uh. You, you on the right path. Some pieces are like drier than others, but okay. the flavor itself yeah, is really... <laughs> well, you know, I cooked, so there is room well, for hey, error hey, when you actually that. cook your own food. Now... Listen, listen, that's your story. <laughs> the flavor itself is very powerful, so you get that full Caribbean, Jamaican situation, like... You can really taste all the work that went into the shit. Um, now, for my side dishes, I made um, some mashed sweet potatoes and um, some sauteed spinach just because I feel like I've been slacking on my vegetable game lately. So I made sure that I incorporated that. And um, yeah, we're going to have some good eating tonight. Come on with the old vegetables. Yeah. That sounds delicious. I mean, overall... One to five stars. Where are we? At? Where, where, where are we looking at? Oh, baby, because I because I made it and I know the sound that it went into it. I give myself an eight and a half. Hmm. I know you said five, but I'm reaching. <laughs> reaching. Reach back. Reach back. Reaching. Reach back. <laughs> and did and will. <laughs> well, I will give this place 
a solid four and a half stars. I mean, there's always room for improvement, right? Mm-hmm. But it's so flavorful. Now, I will say, I probably should have purchased some fucking Tums with this meal because I feel the buildup of heartburn already. Oh, yeah, that, that that's going to happen. A nigga can't eat like he used to and eat the things that he used to, um, but I do still mm-hmm. enjoy food on a large scale, but I do have to be mindful of the fact that my acid reflux and my heartburn is at a new level of, of being at 30. So Let me see if I can do it. For all of those out there who may have indigestion issues, mm-hmm. please go to your local Walgreens and get some tum to dum tum tums. Side effects Brought include. To you by everything tastes good. You think they're gonna give us some money for that shit? Okay, okay. let's listen. Let me know something because <laughs> fuck when I write a check and I'll be singing their praises all day long. Hey, tum 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 tum. Every time you see my motherfucking ass BB. Shit. It's funny as fuck how your body changes and you can't eat the shit the same way that you used to or can't oh, eat the no. same things. For no. damn sure. The body really adjusts to one, and I tell people this all the time the purpose of this shell, this thing, you know, is to survive, yes, is. right? It wants to do everything that it it can to live to the point where it will even go into shock to slow your stupid ass down. Mm -hmm. It's think it's going to die just to try to keep you alive because the body wants to live. This is its own being outside of your spiritual, your your, spiritual, spiritual. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The spiritual is what you do before the walk. But as you going to the shark over there? Shit, I might. This shit's so good. I'm in my spiritual, spiritual being. Um, but no, but it wants to survive. It wants to live, and it will do anything that it can to do that. And it will make adjustments based on the things that you do, based on how you walk, based on you know how you sit, in hopes of oh, okay, well, this is what we need to do to survive. When next thing you know, you got a hump in your back. Ooh. Okay, and we knew it was you because they wrote Hattie on the now, back. Who the fuck got a hump? So- <laughs> <laughs> how, the fuck, how old are you? <laughs> no, but I remember being in high school and being able to like wolf down two to three honey buns within a two day period. Listen, yeah, all right, that must have caused some residual Things issues. Things changed for yeah, a motherfucker was one hundred and eighty pounds at eighteen. Shit, you really want to go there? <laughs> you want to do this I today? Say shit about on this it. fine, I left it. At, I left day. it at that. Oh, okay, I left it. Okay. <laughs> so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just find that. To be a, a funny observation, you notice the changes in your body. Um, and speaking of those, like those changes in your body and in your life, seeing that we're on the, like the topic of spicing up food, we kind of thought it would be cool to like incorporate that into the conversation for the day. So, come on with this dinner table talk. Let's have it. Listen, what's what's up? What's what you got on your mind? How are we spicing up life in general? I think more than ever, we all have more time to pay attention to our lives. Um, because we're home for the most part. So how have, I thought it'd be cool to kind of go through different categories of how we are spicing up our lives and keeping our lives interesting as we continue to grow through it and progress. So one of the first things that I thought would be cool to talk about was like dating because Ooh. we've all been there. We've done it. And I think now it's, you have to like find a different way to date saying that you can't mm-hmm. necessarily meet up with every and everybody i mean i know some people still are these hoes can't do what they used to okay i get it what's going on what they doing there <laughs> so tell me how how you are keeping your dating fresh and spicy and shit if it ain't spicy how the fuck can you spice it up 
Shit, I was just going to say, shit, uh, the lack of spice, okay? Um, <laughs> This is about the most flavorful thing I've had this whole damn year. I better sprinkle some um, saffron on that shit. Listen, Zatarain's. Um, <laughs> my day in life has not been spice at all. It's been opposite of spice. Um, it's just not working out the way that I thought. At this young, <laughs> tender age of... um. Of late what? older adulting. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> we don't play with numbers. Uh, <laughs> my idea was I would be honestly married. I thought it, you know? Didn't and you I'm know? not. Um I thought I would at least have a stable relationship. Um and I don't. Um <laughs> I thought I would at least be interested in someone that was willing to, you know, offer reciprocity. Um, and it ain't, it ain't happening. <laughs> I shoot my shot, but I think it's, um, it's easy to see. I've never shot a gun. Okay. Okay. Um, because it always just misses the target. <laughs> and, uh, so at this point I said, I'm just going to allow all good things to come to me. Now I am on dating applications. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I do have people who reach out to me and I get a lot of three letter um, words or phrases. S-U-P. Sup. W-Y-D. What you doing? W-Y-A. What you, where you at? What the fuck? And is I that, ain't even met the motherfuckers before. I was just saying, is that literally the first question you get? People will try you. Wow. Okay. okay they will try you because see, the thing is, is that people see you as a reflection of them. And if they're only on there for bullshit, then they're like, you know what? Somebody on this motherfucker on bullshit too. I wish a bitch would ask me where I'm at on this app. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of been the thing. And then when there are people who actually want to have a more robust conversation, because to be honest with you, and I promoted this on my Instagram, I think the best way to date in this pandemic is through applications. Mm -hmm. I personally like looking at a resume before I meet a candidate, okay? (laughs) I want to see what your ass is about because I know if you're telling me that you are a weed head, it's never gonna work anyway. So I I don't wanna waste our time. Um, So it's just certain things that, you said what? Here go Judgy Judy. I'm not judgy, but I'm honest with myself. No, no I'm fucking with you. You know, you give me what you got. Uh-uh. You t- you tell me <laughs> about how you've been spicing shit up and how it's been working. I want to hear it. No, before we get into me, I wanted to ask, like, before the pandemic, what were you doing? Like, was anything different? Were you going out more to meet people? And what was your what was your approach? Like, so when you busy. are shooting your shot, how do you do so it? Busy. Are you confident in your approach? Are you spicy with your approach? I was doing the same thing that I was doing that because I'm so busy. I was so busy. Doing what? <laughs> working. Sure. These people got me working and working. Honestly, I feel like we are in an age where, especially millennials, it's the easiest method to interact with someone without physically being in their presence to know if that's the time that you want to waste. Sure. I was more open to actually going out and doing a quote unquote meet and greet after conversing with them um after like you know a short period of time but at this point yeah but that was pretty much the same method i've been using for a little while now like it hasn't been anything face to face but the truth is when i met people face to face my outcome has been the same i'm not 
I'm not going to even front. Like, it has not been more fruitful to see someone in person and say, oh, this is so much better. I met you at the grocery store. No, <laughs> you was just away from your wife at the time. She no. asked you to pick up something. You try to get something else while you was at the store. No. You know, buy one and get one half off. <laughs> ass off or whatever you want to call it. But what about you? Well, Candy, truth Ooh. is I'm tired. Like Tamla the man. <laughs> truth Ooh. is I'm tired. No, um, dating in L.A., it's, um, it's interesting because nobody is really ever on shit. And the story that you get at the very beginning of the dating process, which is, oh, yeah, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. I want the for lies. us to be here and here. I want to I want to be married. I want to have kids. Um, it's all a scheme that Todd set up <laughs> to lure your ass into the bullshit. <laughs> um, and once Todd got your ass in... Mm. He buries your ass in one of them damn Mama Joyce wigs, and then you looking around like, "How the fuck do I get out?" I can't. I love Miss Mama Joyce. I'm gonna no. stay with it. But you go ahead. You go on. <laughs> I I made a conscious effort to get my ass off the apps because the apps weren't really bringing me anything at all. Okay. Like instead okay. of meeting greets, the apps are all about mm-hmm. meeting skeets. And I mean that was that was that was cute in my heyday. You know, twenty twenty one. Wait, well, twenty eight to twenty six, twenty seven. How uh, would you spice this shit up? Come on. Let's, let's get to the up. juice. How do you spice this shit up? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe that's why Maybe that's why I'm motherfucker where he at. Because I don't know what to throw into the pot at this point. I feel like I've thrown everything in the pot up until this Did point. Did you put that Zatarans? They got, they be put. <laughs> so the Zatarans was the first fucking thing to go in. And then that bitch boiled out. And then I threw some lorries up in there. She boiled out. Ooh. Ooh. Trying to... That's that sodium, child. That shit wasn't going to work to begin with. Listen. You need some Obey. You and need some it, Obey. <laughs> and then it, could also, <laughs> then it could also be the fact that I'm not one to really push the envelope on the pursuit. I okay. think that I like to be pursued. Not, I don't want anybody to kiss my ass. I don't want anybody running around in circles trying to get me. But typically, I'm not the first person to make the move. Um... Mm. But when I see that you're interested, and if you seem to fit into my my spectrum of person that I want, then yeah, I have, category. I have no problem meeting you halfway. Um, okay. So yeah, I don't know what to do at this point. I wish I could say, oh, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and my, my love life is blossoming and it's blooming, but it ain't. Okay. Precisely. Understandable. Um, Understandable. So I don't know. Anybody got any suggestions for spicing shit up, adding some kapowi to my shit? Let them Come know. on, Kapowie. Um, well, you know, I've been reading, and I promote this book heavily for all of those. And I say I've been reading because I feel like this is a continuous read for me. It's a living document. One of my really good friends, out the purpose, if you're listening, uh, recommended to me by Sharon Salzberg. And when I tell you this is a good read, please go get this book, Real Love, The Art of a Meaningful Connection. And it just really expounds upon understanding us in such a loving, compassionate way that you understand your value to know what you should be putting out, right? Mm -hmm. And also what you should be getting back. So, so many great, you know, points and takeaways from this book. But one of the things that I would say really resonated with me is that when it came to dating and I really like someone, right? You know, you think of how to spice this up. Like, how can I keep this, you know, going? And I want to make sure everyone is interested and entertained and all that shit because I wanted to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. And 
I put so much energy into how they felt about things that I did not actually absorb how I felt during the fucking process. And so that I think was kind of counterproductive. And one of the things that she stated in the book, she was like uh, saying that you have to really focus on you before you can give attention to other places, Um, especially when you feel like the things are dying out or there is suffocation in the uh, relationship or the getting to know ship. Um, And she was, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, give it to me. No, I was just going to agree with you wholeheartedly. I like, I haven't even read that book, but I did take it upon myself to start paying more attention to myself and so if anything Mm. I guess I'm spicing up my own relationship with self spicing up the relationship with you is the best thing to do because then you can you can teach people how to spice up the cohesiveness of the unity that you bring together but what she said was you cannot focus on other people first just like when the airplane cabin pressure is dropping no one would call it selfish right Mm -hmm. when a father secures his own oxygen mask before turning to help his child Right. You have to give yourself the time, the room, the energy, the space, the ability to breathe, to oxidize your own brain, to nourish your own thoughts and your own energy Mm -hmm. so that you can then give that to other people and show them how to be a part of your life while doing so. I can't give you oxygen that I can't have, bitch. I can't think. Okay. And you get to the point where you feel like that. Right. It's like, I think this motherfucker making me stupid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bitch about as that dumb as a house plant and don't even know it no and I don't even know it I agree with that completely I um I'm, I love focusing on me lately and I have more mm-hmm. fun with myself sometimes than I do out in the crowd for the people That's just because true. I I know what oh. my what my needs are I'll pop a movie in and a heartbeat and being here kiki and all by my damn self and I'm okay with that that's fine listen so what do you do to spice up just you you time? Well, honestly, I've been meditating. I think I said this before. Like, I've really been taking the time to just sit with my thoughts. And okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. I think I, um, before quarantine happened, I started taking myself out on dates. Ooh. And How do you treat you? Nigga, I treat me well. Listen. Were you cheap? Were you a cheap date? Hell no. Because I, I knew you a lot. Out of- Wow. No. Um I took myself to uh what's that steakhouse out here? Wild Bow? No, Negro. Um God, what is that steakhouse out here? I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, I took myself to the steakhouse. Maestros? Maestros? Maestros. I was gonna say Morton's, but that's Chicago. Um took myself to Maestros. Um literally two weeks before the city got shut down, I took myself to the I was going to say the show. Took myself to the movies to see. To the old picture show. <laughs> Took myself to the movies to see uh, the Issa Rae movie, uh, The Photograph. Oh, that was such a good story. And then I snuck in to see Sonic just because the inner child in me wanted to see it. And I didn't have to sit or convince and anybody to go. You didn't want to pay. The thief in me. Got it. Cool. Um, <laughs> and I didn't have to convince anybody to go see shit with me. I didn't have to give a synopsis yes. before we went. I didn't have to explain shit during the movie. I sat in Listen. silence in the back with my feet propped up and my bag of gummies. And I was good. So one thing that I wanted to talk about um, while we're still on the subject is something, again, coming from the book, love this book, and it's rewriting our story, right? So you all at home can do this with me. Jay, I'm going to do it with you. You didn't even know I was going to do it. So this ain't even the setup. Y'all don't think that shit. This is out the blue. But I did this shit with my mama. Mm -hmm. And I want y'all to do it for y'all selves. All right? Got it. Good. Done. 
All right, for example, we are wired to tell ourselves stories about life, about situations. This is how we make sense of our environment, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the major issues that we generally have when it comes to building relationships, whether that's intimate or friendships, is that we tell ourselves a story that may not, one, be true, but it may not speak to where we're going. And so you look at your life mm -hmm. and each of those portions of your life, let's say childhood, uh, tween phase, the teen phase, and then early adulthood. Um, and you basically associate one word with that particular time. And so you kind of understand the story that you are developing about yourself. And you will see how those words are continuously playing out in your everyday being and you know things of that nature so i'll start if i was going to give a word to my childhood it would be ignorance bliss and that's mm -hmm. a term if i was going to look at that tween phase where you're not really a teenager yet i would say discouragement if i was going to give a word to my teenage years it would be disappointment and if I was going to give a word to my young adulthood, I would say restoration, right? So for me, putting those things together, when I was a kid, everything was amazing. Didn't realize that we didn't have shit, right? Mm -hmm. Then going into um, understanding that, whoa, all this shit isn't good. And then realizing how bad it was as a teenager. And then just kind of having to reimagining what my life should be so for so long i told my story um to myself of we don't really have anything um you know it's just not much here and so i didn't look at the abundance of things that i did have as far as the love of my mom and the things that she instilled within me as far as like from a spiritual side to uh like just personal self-confidence and all of those things you know and those things make up who you are and are carried into relationships are carried into um you know friendships and all of those things and i had to kind of restart rewriting my story so all those things basically i was telling myself a story that was no longer true you know those were things that were a part of my life when i was younger I had to redefine what that looked like in order to be able to tell a future partner, to be able to tell, to tell people that I was developing friendships with what my story is. Because as long as I was continuing to write that story, that would always be my story. And people also do that in relationships because they'll say, oh, well, this person left me, that person left me, and they just never wanted to be around. So I'm the person that get left. So when they go into relationships, their mindset is I get left. And it's almost an expectation of that relationship. So as far as you, over your, let's say, you know, lifespan thus far, um, what would you say would be words that would be associated with different parts of your life that would make up your story? Um, I can probably give you phrases more so than just one word offs. But um, okay. if I had to say my childhood was more so controlled happiness. Okay. My early teenage years was suppressed aggression. Mm. Uh, my teenage years was tolerated circumstances mm. um, my early adult years was testing the water mm. um, and then the latter end which is more so like late 20s to now is discovery zone come on discovery zone yeah. so with those things 
with knowing those things about yourself, how do you feel like it's shaped your ability to develop relationships, uh, both intimate and friendships? Like what, what part do you believe those things play? Um, I feel like because I had such a sheltered childhood, um, mm. that led to the aggress the more aggressive part that I was talking about, especially when I started to see, um, kids around me be able to do things that I was not able to do. And so that kind of like sparked that need and want to break free. Um, and then getting into high school, um, I feel like I tolerate, I still had to tolerate that, like that not having access to things that I would like to do. And so saying out to say, I think because I was, I had a sheltered early life, it made me a lot more naive than I should have been going into life as a young adult. Um, and I think that I did not have a a strong sense of self because I only knew who I was through the eyes of my parents and who they wanted me to be. Now, I've heard this a lot, that when people are really sheltered, because I wasn't really a sheltered kid. My mother's protective, but she wasn't really like that person or like, you know. Um, you feel like it made you more promiscuous when you were able to like break free of all of that? No, because I started having sex at 15, so. <laughs> my God. <laughs> now I'm not I saying that, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm not saying that it's something that I'm I, I'm. Proud and I ain't of saying now. that it's wrong because it ain't my business. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like I I found ways to do the shit that I wanted to do anywhere. Right. Once I became a certain age, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. Can't go nowhere. Got it. Swerve my way around this. Come on, nastier. <laughs> so I, I can't say that once I got out the house, I became more promiscuous. I didn't slow down, but it wasn't like I was any more off the Richter than I had been. Ain't no stopping now. <laughs> He's on the loose. <laughs> okay. So you was out here in these streets. Um, wow, that's out of everything I just said. That's what you pulled out of that. I'm kidding. Cool, I'm no? kidding. I mean, you were a kid. You were trying to figure shit out. Um, so yes, to answer your to answer your okay. question, yeah, I, I feel like, of course, the way that I started my life affected how I interacted mm-hmm. with people as I moved through my life. I think I'm much better now. I'm a lot more outgoing. I'm a lot more, I'm a lot less naive for damn sure. Um, Mm. Probably to a fault. Like, I think I expect the worst out of people more than I should. And I'm trying, now I'm now trying to work on that element of myself. Um, Just because I don't like being surprised by people's actions and behavior. So I go into situations expecting you to just not be who the fuck you said you was from jump. That way, I'm not surprised. You don't get spazzed out on. And we have you a, like to control shit with knowledge. I mean, I think that's just a natural part of who I am. I think the Virgo okay. in me likes to try to control yes. environments. Ooh, yeah. Calm down, calm down, because we could go into a, <laughs> go into a whole Aquarius Ooh, spill. But we're especially not do that. Virgo women, honey. I mean, they some of the most controlling creatures I ever met in my life. I ain't never seen no shit like that. Mm. And which one of your friends you talking about? Because I'm sure she she gonna know. Uh uh-uh. uh I ain't talking about none of my friends. I'm just telling you people that I have encountered over the years that are Virgo women. Now, when I tell you they are creative, they're fun, um, you know, for a good time. But as far as managing shit, (laughs) baby, they will try to control all of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's like I'm a whole grown ass man. That ain't how they work. And maybe that contributed to my rebellion against my parents as a kid because I I already, in my mind, I've always known what I wanted and Mm. being told what I should want or told what I should do never quite sat well with somebody who in their head has it all figured out already. So, Well, do you feel like having that mindset has kind of helped you in your career? Absolutely. It's also hindered me too because 
again, having to tolerate one scenario until I got to the one that I wanted to get to didn't always pan out well. That's cool. I guess in a way you could say that all these things that we're talking about are the individual spices that make up the pot of us. Mm, come on, what a sweet pie. Okay, come on for bringing it all <laughs> oh, back su- in. Oh, sweet Dick Willie. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. You remember that? I do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, me having to tolerate certain situations to get to where I want to be, I mean, yes, I feel like that's a part of adulthood, but also because I'm such a control freak, I've always tried to navigate my career as much as possible, um, mm-hmm. which I guess has worked to some degree. I guess because having the mindset of what you want to do allows you to put the right spices in place to get to where the fuck you're going. So we, we spicing shit up, all right? How do you spice up your career? It's an idea that I have that gets pushed away at work. I bring it to life in my own at way, home. right? In my own way. And so that keeps me creatively satisfied. So you're curating your work. That's extremely important. That's actually one of the tips that uh, I generally give people when it comes to spicing up their career. But that also comes with curiosity. You know, you have to be curious about your industry if you really want to grow and be a part of it and write down the shit that you just good at. Bitch, I don't give a fuck if it's coloring books, okay? <laughs> I want you to write all that shit down that you good at, clipping your toe, whatever you think you could, cause bitch, you may own the next, uh, you know, nail and foot salon, okay. you know? So everything that you're good at, write it down, all right? There is no cookie cutter approach to happiness. You have to really sit with yourself and figure out what it is that you like and that you could possibly see yourself doing and then kind of put shit together. And it may not work like that at all, but I promise you this, if you push towards something, shit will work out. That's all I got to say. What the Bible say, say, uh, faith without work is dead. So you are exactly right, my good self from Zamunda. As you can tell, that accent sound exactly the same as all the other accents. But that's how you spice up your career. I mean, think of a career like a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. You are out in this field, you dating, okay? Mm -hmm. This ain't like our grandmammy and grandpappy time where you get one person, you stay with them for the rest of your life. You get one job, you stay with them for the rest of your life. You have the ability to date around, okay? You have the ability to work for different companies. And when you do that, your job is to take as much information from that motherfucker as you can, okay? You are to get as much as you can from that experience and put that in your mental portfolio and use that to your advantage, letting people know I have this skill set, this skill set, this skill set, whether it's soft or technical. And that's how you build your self-worth and your value. My mama was okay. a, uh, is an advocate for a good-ass outline. Um, to show you what you need to do and how the fuck to get there. Um, <laughs> and so I think that she passed that down to me. And so that helps me prioritize the things I need to do to get to where I'm going. Um, so, yeah, I think if you follow all those guidelines, not necessarily the way that we said it, but create your own version of outlining how to spice up your life. I think you'll be good. And in the meantime, you're welcome because we put you on the right path to get to where the fuck you're going quicker than where you was getting it. Boom. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, side note to you, let's try to not make something so damn hot and spicy next week because I'm literally finna melt out my own damn skin. Oh, okay. Well, let's not and let your ass you choose this week. We're gonna choose something. What you, what you got in mind? What you got in mind? I was thinking about these uh, cabbage burritos. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay, tell me more. It's literally 
a burrito just without the actual tortilla or flour shell. So you cut back on the carbs, still amping up on the flavor. So I, would, I guess I would make sure that the actual filling is like really tasty because we all know lettuce ain't really got no taste to it. But <laughs> when the filling is tasty, listen, <laughs> <laughs> what more can you ask? <laughs> Oh, uh, okay, so I'm excited about this. This is next week. Please come sup with us. In the meantime, I need you to do three things. Now come like, do what with us now? Subscribe. <laughs> you said what now? You said come do what with us now? I, what did I say? <laughs> it sounded like you said come suck with us, but I know you said come suck with us. I said sup. Uh, uh, we discussed uh, this about uh, three weeks back. That ain't no word, boo. Like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, share. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I need you to do. Come have you know, dinner join with us. In. Mm-hmm. Eat. Come have dinner with us. Mm-hmm. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put be our service our to the guest. Test. Be our guest. Put our service to. You're going to put, put me back in my Disney mode. See? Right. It, I'm excited. All right. Um, until next time, toodles. All right, y'all.